Hello and welcome to Paperback Writer, the programme where you can share your recommendation for a good book to keep us all company during the long lockdown. I'm Heather Purdy and whether you like classic novels or modern fiction, love stories or a pacey thriller, this is the programme for you. So put away thoughts of COVID-19 and get some ideas for your next good read. Paperback Writer today has a recommendation for a must-read book for anyone with an interest in the environment. It's the story of a couple who saves their farm from bankruptcy by letting nature do its own thing. Wilding by Isabella Tree has been chosen by Colchester Sixth Form College teacher David Huggan. Before I tell you what it's about, I'd just like to preface by starting saying that uh, I am by no means any expert on this. In fact, I'm not a scientist at all. So I know that in women, lots of people are very knowledgeable on nature and environmental issues. So if I make any mistakes, I do apologise. Basically, I'm a, I'm a classicist and a linguist by trade. So, uh, so the story is it's quite an incredible story, um, quite kind of groundbreaking, really, I think, about Isabella and her husband, who is called Sir Charlie Burrell, or Burrell, and they inherited a massive estate in West Sussex in 1987 called Knep Estates, which had once been an ancient royal hunting ground way back in the 11th century. And from 1987 onwards, the, the farm was already starting to, uh, to struggle financially. And they got to near 2000 and they noticed that uh, in the middle of one of the fields, an arable field, there was a huge great oak tree, which was really struggling and was about to die. And they got an expert in, it was a local fellow called Tom, who, uh, who, who dedicated his life to oak trees. And he told them that the problem was that they were, uh, they were digging up too much around, around the tree and basically or they were destroying the ground around it and the, tr- the tree was very, very quickly dying. And this, um, this was kind of a symbolic moment for them. And as they went through the next few years, they realised that the farm was massively losing money. They were hemorrhaging money left, right and centre. They tried to plough more money back into it. Uh, they, they hired another 10 farm hands. They brought in loads of farm machinery. But by the time they got to 1999, they were losing thousands and thousands of pounds every month and they just couldn't carry on. So one sad day, they got all the, the workers in and told them, look, lads, very sorry, we're going to have to make you all redundant. And from that moment on, in fact, it was very fortunate because it was just before foot and mouth disease started. They sold all their their machinery and they they totally rewilded the whole estate, which is three and a half thousand acres of of estate. And uh, within 20, well, within 10 years, but now 20 years later, it's, it's become a kind of a mecca for ecologists and environmentalists. So tell me, David, what do you mean by a wilding? Um, what they decided to do was that it's not it's not nature conservation. It's this uh, idea that you basically you take you, you take your hands off the steering wheel with nature, and you just let everything do its do, do its thing naturally. You let weeds grow, for example, trees just are, are left to their own devices. Uh, creatures they they even brought in some native species, like for example some Tamworth pigs to allow the grounds to be churned up because although it sounds weird um, the pigs by by digging up the ground and causing total havoc even even across their lovely lawns they they uh, encourage lots of new insects and that is very beneficial for, for the birds etc etc 
and within 10 years they noticed a massive explosion of certain species which were almost on the, the death list, the red list of, of, of nature in England. I mean that sounds fascinating but it still wouldn't have earned them any money. How did they keep the farm going? Right, well, the, um, two, two things. I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure about how the finances work, but obviously they're, they're in a lot better situation now than they were. I think two things. First of all, they got grants from the Environment Agency and from, and from different conservation groups as well. And secondly, they hired out the premises for, uh, for people to have events there, like they have, a, they have massive balls and the polo club arrives and they have Indian weddings and all, and all sorts of things. So they're getting money in, in that way. And you can actually now go and camp there as well, so that you, these rather expensive little huts, you can go and sit there in the middle of nature and watch the bats and the birds and the insects. So it's a bit of a moral story, this, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think, and personally, I, I, as I say, I've, uh, I've got no background in ecology, but I think it's a, it is a very important story. I mean, at the moment, uh, with the coronavirus, we're obviously naturally concentrating very much on, on humanity. And it's wonderful to see what's happening um, in society. But on the other, on the other hand, I do think it's it's just as important for us to look after nature. And she makes the point at the beginning of the book in in, in the early chapters that, that I hadn't realised this that the UK, according to a scientific study done around back in, in the 1970s, we were on a list of 250 countries. We were something like tenth off the bottom for for biodiversity in the UK. It is very well written, very scientific. It's, um, there's a massive bi- bibliography at the end and there's some very funny stories as well, but I just think it's such, a, such an amazing story for the modern world. So you say there's some funny stories as well. Can you think of any? Uh, there's one uh, which struck me. They, they introduced these, these pigs, or very similar to wild boars, these Tamworth pigs. Um, and there's, there's, one, there's one event where they... Uh, that they hadn't really anticipated how destructive these pigs were. Uh, they called them Big Mama and Sweet Face. Uh, and these massive pigs um, were allowed to do their own thing. But when they had the big events, like, for example, there's this, uh, this amazing Indian wedding, uh, they tried to electrify a fence around it to stop the pigs coming in. But these pigs are so smart, they, uh, they, they swam over the river and, and infiltrated the fence. And uh, the, the following day, they found out that they'd, they'd eaten all of the Mr. Whippy ice cream powder and they'd snaffled all, all the onion bargies for the wedding. <laughs> so nature will always find a way. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah. <laughs> and Wilding by Isabella Tree is published by Picador. That's all for this week, but if you'd like to recommend a good book which you think we'd like to read, or you know someone who'd like to get in touch, then email me on heather at colradio.net. And don't forget to tune in again to Paperback Writer on Mondays at 6 on Colradio. Radio.